0: If you're going to build something from nothing, you've got to know what really works. I took a $1,000 loan and built a $5 billion business, and now I make smart investments in new businesses on Shark Tank. This is Barbara Corcoran, and you're listening to Business Unusual. This week on Business Unusual, I'm going to be answering all of the great questions you guys keep sending me in on business, life, how to move forward, how to jump over obstacles. Come on, I'm good at it, and I want to share my advice. But first, you may think your idea is good enough to sell itself, but without the right pitch, you're smoking dope. You'll not get the cash or the customers to make your dream come true. Believe you me. I've been hearing business pitches my whole life, and I continue to hear them every week on Shark Tank. And I can tell you that successful pitches all have the same important parts. Here they are. Number one. They have a good hook to draw attention, a reason for people to really want to listen. A short while ago, I invested in a company named The Comfy, which is kind of a smart cross between a blanket and a sweatshirt. And the two entrepreneurs from The Comfy Company opened their pitch singing a disarming jingle that got me on their side right from the get-go. It was so stupid, the jingle, but so endearing that all the sharks on set were leaning in and paying attention to the words. Well, I say that's called a good hook. You don't have to sing, but you need something that hooks attention. That's why it's called a hook. Number two, you need to make your point short and clear. Say what your business is, what it does, and why it's a good idea. That's it. If you can say it in one line only, great. If it takes two lines, that's good too. But don't ever use more than two lines to describe your business. Let me give you an example. When I met the two great entrepreneurs who owned the Pipcorn Company, they were terrific. It was a brother and sister who stood on the Shark Tank set and told us only what we needed to know. They said they had a new product called Pipcorn, which was a small kernel popcorn that was easy to digest for people who couldn't digest regular popcorn. Crystal clear, we all understood what their product was and they showed us the bag and they told us what their sales were. of us had a question we all wanted to bid right from the get-go the lesson here keep your pitch short number three you need a good backstory you need to tell a captivating story behind the birth of your business because everyone wants to hear it when i met my partners of tom and chi which was a franchise that sold cheese on donuts throughout america They talked about their pop-up tent in downtown Cincinnati, smack in the middle of a winter storm. Hearing how cold they were and how their customers huddled into their tent and bought the cheese on donuts, I fell in love with them. I bought into their story. Remember, you need a good how I did it story. Number four, you have to look the part. The day I met Kim Daisy, who is a charming Southern belle on the set of Shark Tank, selling delicious four-layer cakes that she and her mom baked at home, she wore a starch apron and a million-dollar smile. She had me at hello, and I gave her her investment in her business immediately. Number five and last, you need to cite the next steps needed to the investors that you're hoping to get the cash from. How much cash do you need to get there, where you'll spend it, and most importantly, how the investor's going to make money? There you have it. Five simple steps, the same five steps shared by every great entrepreneur that ever left Shark Tank with a fistful of cash. And now it's time to answer your questions on Business Unusual. Hi, Barbara. This is Michelle from Milwaukee. I want to start my own business, but I need my salary to support my family. What advice do you have for a wannabe entrepreneur? Michelle, that's a tough one and probably the exact position that so many of us are in when we want to start a business. The best advice always is to start your business young, before you have a family, before you have a lot of responsibilities. And I personally had that huge advantage when I started at 23, footloose and fancy free. But assuming you have other responsibilities now, there are other ways to skin that cat. And some of my best entrepreneurs started their businesses on the side, and that can certainly be done. Here are my tips on how to do it. Number one, really sit down and figure out how much money you actually need, and then look at the list and think, who else could substitute for the money if I ask their help? and ask yourself, what could you do in exchange? Most of the businesses started on the side actually do it by bartering services for other services. And so you should be looking at the list because you might not need as much money as you think if you could barter your time for someone else's time. Secondly, ask yourself, could I pull it off faster if I actually had a business partner? And if I had a business partner, what skills would that business partner need that would be opposite to my own? If you make that careful list, it's always surprising how quickly someone you already know that's in your circle of influence pops into your head. And besides, starting a business with a partner on the side gives you a lot of emotional support that lets you get up and running faster. And third, very importantly, actually give yourself a deadline. If you're thinking from where you sit that you can't possibly get the business started, there's something about putting a deadline, I will do it May 1st, six months from now, that actually gets you moving in the right direction. So give yourself a deadline. Most importantly, don't think you can't start a business on the side, no matter what your responsibilities are. It's a matter of dreaming hard enough and really wanting to do it that actually gives you the solutions. And I just offered you a few good ones that I hope you can use. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, tweet it at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success on Business Unusual. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio podcast network. Be sure to follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.